Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look! Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Dr. Homebrew, the only show on the Brewery Network that talks about homebrew without any dick jokes. So I feel like that's pretty good. I feel like it's a good thing for you. We were talking about the way the sheath was coming off my microphone on that last show. I think that was close to a dick joke. That's about as close to a dick joke as you're going to get on Dr. Isn't, Homebrew. Isn't a sheath a vagina, though? Isn't then, that a vagina joke, not an actual dick joke? But you accuse... You never can tell. My microphone of being a little too thin. I did. That's a dick joke. I, yes. I... Yeah. Well, but on any other show, we would take five minutes on that. Right. And, okay. uh, you know, the, the, you know, look, we're just under 30 seconds and we're moving on. Already. We're only dudes, right? We can only do so much. You got to you got to have fun a little bit. But, uh, you know, for the most part, man, we try to keep it clean around here because, look, it's very serious. Judging is very serious business. It's very serious. I take it very seriously. I'm very serious about it. Mm. Not really. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Before we get too far afield here, I want to tell you guys about our fabulous sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. Go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about all the myriad of ways that you can clean and sanitize your brewing equipment for home brewing. If you want to make classic beer, you want to make great beer, you want to make amazing, well-fermented beer, you have to have good equipment. You have to have clean equipment, and then you have to sanitize that clean equipment. And these are steps, people. We, we know this now. Everyone's falling in line, and the people at Five Star are leading the way. So go to fivestarchemicals.com and uh, learn more about how to make some, some good beers, dude. Okay. We have a good show for you today. We have, we're going to talk to Matt. Uh, Matt was on our last show, and he sent us a brown ale, so we're going to chat with Matt here. Uh, and then we have Ernie in the studio to talk about Hellas, which is one of my favorite styles. And uh, Ernie's been on before, right? That's He's been right. here before, yeah. Ernie yeah, has been here before, right. yeah. I'm a three-time loser. <laughs> oh, wow. really? Oh, no. Three-time loser? That's too He's bad. He's got a lot of grog tags at home. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's for sure. I'm hoping he meant loser on the show and not loser by being on the show, because only losers are on the show. So that's, that's what I'm assuming he meant, but... You said it, not me, <laughs> That's true. I did. Shit. Oh, man. I got to learn not to say stuff. I get to go to Portland in two weeks, dude. I'm so happy. Really? Yes. What are you going up there for? Um, so my my friend Brandon and I have known each other for like 20 years now. We just figured out. And when I got out of college, I started teaching at the German-American school up there just to try to use my German major for something useful. Okay. Decided that wasn't for me, but made yeah. some good friends up there. And I've got yeah. a lot of friends from the time that are still around. So we're going to try to kick around and see some breweries up there. And play some music together, maybe do an open mic or something, you know. Oh, cool. We, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, he and I used to jam together and play, like, 
shitty little open mics in Portland back in the day at little coffee shops and there was a bar like an Irish bar and it's closed now I forget what it's called even but it had like 101 taps or something on the, oh God. the southwest side of Portland and it was like this big restaurant with all these taps and you know who knows how clean they were but yeah I was like Portland helped open my eyes to good beer because I was like wow when I moved oh, that's out cool. from Minnesota to the west coast I'm like this is cool you know do you like prosciutto no you don't no. Oh, okay. Well, do you like Elliot Smith? I mean, yeah. You know, were you competing in competing with him at the time? And I, mean, I, guess, I guess you won that battle because you're still alive. No, right we now, lost so. that battle. We were like, we had. I mean, um, prosciutto is in the meat, not like a band or nothing. <laughs> yeah. And well, I just wanted to be very clear. Thank you. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, in both senses. No. Sorry. <laughs> right. I hate to disappoint. Because well, just, all right, that blew my whole story, Brian. Okay, wait, I like prosciutto. You do? Sometimes. Okay, well then there's a, there's a good bar, Italian prosciutto. There, there's a bar called Hamlet. It's in the Pearl District, and they okay. have like ten kinds of fucking prosciutto, like different kinds of prosciutto. Wow. Yeah, and it's and, and cocktails. It's the weirdest mix I've ever heard, but it was amazing, and I'll I wanted to recommend it to you. But now I don't want you to go there because you don't like prosciutto. It'll distract me from all the breweries I need to hit. <laughs> my travel tip for you is that Portland has the most strip bars per capita. So don't go there, but you know that's right. Uh, but that, that is, it is true. It's a true fact. Look it up. I've heard of that fact too. Yeah, I've heard that. I've never. I don't. I don't know. I'm just not a strip club guy. I don't yeah. do it. But I hear Sassy's is the one to is, is the one to be at. <laughs> okay, that's the one that uh, Justin always talks about. I heard about. Mary's is the classic one. Like, yeah, I don't know. I again. That's fucking, where my friends would go. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel weird, man, going into strip clubs because I just sit and talk with people and they're like, do you want a lab? No, I don't. I think, they, I think they serve good beer at uh, Portland strip clubs, though. It's one of those that's things. That's the thing, that, right? Yeah, okay. that's, that's the deal. Good, good beer. So, uh, okay, before we get, uh, let's, before we bring Matt on the line here, let's let's crank through one of these uh, um, live reads, dude. Oh, did I throw that out? No, I didn't throw that out. Uh, the iDip, our good friends at the iDip, the smart water... The smart bro, I always do that. I always, I get dyslexic sometimes when I'm trying to like rush through stuff. I need this font bigger. The Smart Brew Water Testing Kit. It's a handheld water tester. It's pretty awesome. It's for home or commercial use. You can do it, use it in your home brewery, or if you're a commercial brewer, use it in your, your, your big brewery, too. It's the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part. No more titrations, no more addition and subtraction and all that kind of nonsense. That nobody wants to do that. I mean, let's, let's be real for a second. That's why God invented calculators. You know what I mean? We found the first calculator mine, and, 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 and our lives were, were ever changed. Um, it has a, a smartphone app, so it syncs to your iPhone or your Droid or or whatever you use, uh, and you can email the results of your water test to your rest of your brew team if you're a commercial brewery, or you can post it on your Facebook page and let your homebrew club get the lowdown on your base water profile. It can test over 40 different water quality tests. You test for things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH sulfate, and more. And the best part is only four milliliters of water are needed for each test. Uses a patented safe and simple reagent testing method that anyone can use. Again. No math. Head over to uh, smartbrewkit.com and save 10 bucks at checkout uh, by using code TBN10. It saves water, too. Yeah, you don't have to waste as much water, especially yeah. here in California. Yeah, and yeah, sure, I remember man. like sitting in you know sixth grade science class, titrating with phenolphthalein. Oh, my God. From pink to clear or whatever the shit. Yep. I don't like that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that to either. To test my man. home water. I don't need that. No. I need a little simple 
instrument that can do it for all for me. It's 2016. Most things should be automated. Yeah, the right interwebs now. weren't invented when I was in ninth grade. So <laughs> right. The, the things so you have improved, studied. and there's a reason they have, and there you go. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Yeah, I don't I don't like doing math. I hate it. I hate it. And it makes me feel stupid sometimes. Like, how, how little I know. Do I carry I know, the like, one? Do I not carry the one? Dude, like, I just even, like, addition, subtraction. Sometimes I go, wait a minute. Like, 87 plus, you know, 93. I got to go, really? Well, I got it. What the fuck is that? And it takes me a long we're time. We're all slowly turning into idiots just because all the information is right there. Yeah. Know? But I think that also pushes technology, too. Because yeah. if we weren't if we weren't turning into idiots, we wouldn't need something like the iDip, right? The so now idiotic we become. The in our hand and be like, boop, there, I'm yeah, done. I'm it. done. I'm, it's easy now. It saves me a bunch of time. Anyway, Siri, let's, what is a milliliter? <laughs> oh, dude, conversions all the time. Ugh. I yell at my like, Alexa. Tell me an ounces, please. Uh, we have Matt on the line. Matt, are you here, bud? Yeah, I'm here. All right. How you Matt, doing, you man? you sound familiar. Have we talked to <laughs> Long you Long time no talkie. <laughs> Ah, right. <laughs> man, it's like, I'm unimpressed, dude. Where are you? Where are you calling from, man? Or where are we calling you to? Orange County. Oh, I thought you were on like, I thought you were like the Midwest or some shit like that. Okay. You know, it's funny you say that every time I'm on. So <laughs> everybody I feel like I should, I should probably just move out of California just, just so move. JP could be right once. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just give you a hint. I'm trying to be like, what are you doing, man? You just come on. Orange County, huh? Uh-oh, we got a, here, we got a thing. Are these all clean glasses right here? They're clean, but they smell like, oh. Let me, uh, I popped the cap in the, uh, um, on the 22-ouncer. And it started. It started pushing out foam. I know. I just popped mine, and it started pushing. This one a did. Tiny the other bit. one. Did, the other one didn't do it. Right? Let's see. Yeah. Let's. Let me pop the third one. This is why. This is one of the reasons why I ask for three bottles. Is it? Oh yeah. Hello. Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. A little bit, maybe. But uh, I don't know. Which bottle do you guys want to use? The twelve. You want to do the 12? All right, there you go. I want to do the one that's, that's pushing out the foam. Oh, yeah, actually, we should taste that next to it. There you go. There's that one. So is this your first attempt at a brown mat, or...? Yeah, this was. All right, are you a big fan of that style, or are you just kind of trying to brew down the styles? Yeah, no, I I like browns quite a bit, so... Yeah, not a, I feel they're pretty underrated. They really are. Not a lot of people. Uh, not a lot of people make them anymore, really. And and I've heard the stories because it's hard to sell a beer with color in the name, like the, the yeah. same thing. The same yeah. like the, the 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 rise and fall of the red ale is kind of partially right. that same reason too. Yeah, I feel like they should just change the name. <laughs> right, just to like dark pale ale. Well, now you can call it dark IPA, and I'm sure it would sell like hotcakes. Yeah, like yeah. if you just call it. A brown IPA. Brown IPA. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right, Brian, why don't you start us off with these, uh, this uh, brown IPA? Uh, this was a... Uh, well, okay. Wait now. So you're calling it a brown IPA? No, we're just... No, we were... Sorry. We were I was... Just, <laughs> this Matt, was... Matt and I were having a moment, and uh, and I know you were examining bottles, so you probably didn't no, hear. No, we I heard just that bit about all the different styles you oh. can call, well, you can call you it to make it sound better. Well, there you this go. This was presented to me as a coffee brown. And then uh, halfway through judging it, we were told that it was an American co- uh, brown base style. So uh, we judged it as uh, 30A spice herb um, beer, basically, and... Um, so, yeah, opening it, it had a nice hiss, and uh, the bottle fill was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, a nice um, kind of a dark chocolate note in the aroma up front. And there's a fair amount of roast in here. 
It um, a little there's a little kind of coffee-esque thing poking through beneath that, but um, and there's also I got like kind of a, a interesting little green chili pepper kind of thing in there too, but which some some coffees can throw off, but sometimes maybe from dark malts um, with a certain kind of roasting to it. I don't know. Uh, there's a medium low. Um, I got kind of a very, well, maybe low citrusy hop. Uh, there's not a lot of hop in this, but that's fine. It's it's mostly the uh, the malts and the chocolate shining through. I got a little bit of raisin fig and tobacco. Uh, the asters are medium low and kind of out of the way. No DMS or diacetyl. It seems cleanly brewed. Um, not sure what happened on that 22-ounce bottle, but that's another story. Uh, Color-wise, it's a nice, rich, dark brown color with it's got these kind of orangish red highlights. It's kind of ruby, rubyish, with a slight orange tinge to it in the highlights there. Um, it's a pretty beer. Nice, uh, very clear, low light tin head of fine bubbles that fades quickly to a thin collar. Um, and then in the flavor, it's a rich again chocolatey malt. If anything, it's got kind of a little diner coffee, you know. Uh, in that big, Ooh. the big white, thick, you know, mug that you get with free refills. Um, yeah. Okay. I see the, what you're saying. There's a low roast in there too, um, but yeah, the coffee just the coffee part of it just tastes a little thin. And then we were told that maybe there's not coffee in this. Um, so, or probably there is no coffee in this, or definitely there's no coffee in this. There's <laughs> definitely no coffee in that. So then we wanted to erase all of our comments and start again and say, oh, well, it's, it's okay. Uh, I'll just keep going. I'll shut up and uh, continue. The uh, balance is definitely to <laughs> the malt. That would be a good trick. <laughs> a low citrusy hop. I never do that, right? Uh the roast really lingers in the aftertaste. It's very roasty beer. So even for it American really is, Brown, dude, yeah. it's, it's got these portery kind of qualities to it. But I don't hate it. Throwing it off style. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Like the balance of it is good. And, and there's just enough bitterness to it. It's kind of medium, firm, and supportive. Uh, and a low citrusy hop. It's not like one of those hop monster modern American brown ales. Like, you know, that guy tasting McDowell and his Janet's Brown and all that stuff. I can't it's, do that beer. I, yeah. I don't understand that it's beer. Not, it's so sweet. It's not quite there, but it's roastier and it has a little, it has less hops than that, definitely. At least to my palate. Um, and that roast just kind of carries through in the aftertaste. And it's really pleasant. Um, so, yeah, again, overall hard to categorize this beer. It's not not really meeting the American brown style or uh, too much coffee. But, yeah, body-wise, it was just kind of medium-bodied, medium-low carbonation. A little hint of astringency from some of the darkest malts that are in there. No obvious warmth, but it seems to have a little bit of alcohol to it as well, and just in the flavor and the aroma you can and, and the feeling of it. I'm getting a little buzz. Um, <laughs> so it's a, overall, it's an interesting beer with, with some nice brown flavors. Um, the roast yeah. is a bit too high for what you'd call an American brown. And the coffee, if it is there, it, it does not come through as hoped. Um, it hints at coffee. It really does. But it's missing that warm body and the more intense flavors of the bean, you know. Um, so if you're going to declare it as a coffee brown, increase the coffee. Um, as an American and brown, decrease the roasts. You could bump up the hops a little bit if you want to go more modern with it. Mm. But um, if you want to go more classic with it, you definitely want to get the sweetness up a bit. And I think, in general, just bringing up the sweetness a bit in this beer would help it too. It, it's very cleanly fermented, and it's a nice beer. I think um, just to get it 
to where a cr- crappy ass picky judge like me is going <laughs> to score it in the 40s you, you need to dial in the recipe a little better and um get it to meet those um characteristics that are desired for this style so it, it seems to me matt maybe you just did kind of an experiment beer and you said it's probably your first uh brown ale that you've made and and you had some fun with it and that's great i think that's great as it is i would judge it like a 30 and just call it it's a good beer it's just not quite to the style and and it's and then we were misled as to what it really is and this is just par for the course here at dr homebrew so thank you i will shut up now while the shots at me today what's Uh, going on I feel like maybe like when I send the beer in, maybe I should put like uh, masking tape and write on the beer what it is. Well, that so. would help. And then the email. Well, you know, the email says coffee brown. What am I going to do? Say not it, doubt you. You you know what you're Wait, sending it me? Coffee brown? Yeah, you're like I have a IPA and I have a coffee brown. I'm like fuck, it's a coffee brown. Did I really? Yeah. <sighs> oh, you know what? I think maybe when I sent that, I was thinking of adding coffee, but then when I tasted it, it uh. had so much coffee <laughs> in it. It's good already. You you misled us. All right. All okay, right. so, so yeah, this time I'll we can blame the entrance. I definitely misled you. <laughs> What's interesting is, uh, so you know, we opened both of the, the remaining bottles, and they taste different. I think they taste different. Yeah. So the there's a few beer I bottled a lot of them at different times, and the beer I'm hmm. drinking mm-hmm. is definitely something went wrong in it, and I'm guessing that's what happened with that 22 that you guys are. popped open like this one that i have it's really thin and super carbonated so yeah yeah the 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 uh, the the 22 kind of foamed up a little bit the second 12 ounce started to you could see some percolating in there um and i didn't have any like the kind of original one so i don't know i'm assuming that didn't that didn't happen to the guys uh, when we when they judge it earlier tonight, but uh, it might be a, like a light phenolic kind of creeping up in that twenty two there. Like, Actually, I think the, the the strangest thing for me is the second twelve ounce has the weirdest character of, of the three. Getting an uh, acid aldehyde on the uh, I don't want to say that word, but uh, on the on this single bottle i get that in all other two bottles i don't which is a really strange thing acetaldehyde usually is not an infection sort of thing but hmm. um maybe it's playing with the malt yeah but no i mean the other other two i've had i had none of that at all yeah and even right now i'm tasting the 22 ounce and i'm not and smelling it and i'm not getting that at all but in the, the other 12 ounce i get this this very predominant you know green apple skin sort of thing and i would you know anybody else is welcome to try it yeah, or I'll just pour it on the board, too. There's another way to <laughs> yeah. do it. <laughs> I want someone to smell this. Matt, here, smell this. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... it's yeah, and it's crazy. And it's, it's it's you know, and that's not even what I'm going to talk about in the comments at all, but it is totally... It's weird. There are three different bottles. Yeah, outside the box. There's yeah. more of a difference from the, the 22 is definitely a little drier and something a little funky going on. Yeah, there. well, you can even just see it right there in the um, that kind of tight, rocky head mm-hmm. in the bottle. Just sitting up there. Anyway, uh, sorry, Keith. Go ahead. Uh, no worries. Um, so I got a lot of toastiness, uh, light roasty, some chocolate. Uh, as it warmed, I got more and more chocolate. Uh, I was looking for coffee, and I got more chocolate all the time. And then we learned, like 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 Brian said, there wasn't chocolate in there. Um, some alcohol in the nose. Um, otherwise, very clean. The one I, you know I tasted, no off aromas. Um, Toasty, chocolate, those are the things I'm looking at most. Uh, even, I mean, a little bit of 
burnt crust, uh, bread crust there as well. Uh, and generally enjoyable in the nose, maybe a little heavy on the roast for an American American brown. Uh, an American brown, I'm looking for a lot of times uh, a little bit of hop aroma. I know Brian said he smelled some citrus. I didn't. I didn't get any of that at all. It was, to me, it was like, well, there's no. There's no hop, and uh, you know if it's coffee. I'm, I'm cool with that. But uh, moving on, dark brown ruby highlights. Once again, really clear. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned that or not. Maybe it's another gelatin beer, but it looked really <laughs> pretty, pretty brilliantly clear. Uh, clear yeah. Awesomely look, you know, awesome. It looks awesome as a beer. Um, um, head stuck around long enough for me to say three out of three in terms of appearance, which is. Means it's uh, obviously you know top of the top of the line there. Uh, flavor kind of continues the same thing with aroma, toasty, slight roast, chocolate. Not overly sweet though. Uh, you know, just kind of drying, drying, which is an American brown is what you're kind of looking for anyway. But also looking for some of the American hop. At this point, I, I learned that it was there was no coffee, so I was starting to judge it halfway through as an American brown ale. And I'm like, oh, where's where's the American hops? And there really weren't any to me at all. I'm like, oh, it's, it got stuck somewhere in between at this point. It was fairly subtle, yeah. Yeah, an American brown, an English brown, and some sort of variant porter <laughs> is where it was. Oh, I should talk about that later. That's an overall impression sort of thing. I'm being a bad judge right now. Obviously, jumping ahead, um, low on hops for the style. I said coffee is super subtle. I could easily confuse it with dark malt, which I <laughs> easily did. Um, medium body, medium high carbonation, low warming. They're all appropriate for style. A uh, little dark malt astringency, still still pretty much uh, okay. Um, liked the beer a lot. I said it was lacking coffee. A little on the dry style. Uh, dry side for an American brown, I thought, and then you know the hops were missing for an American brown too. And it, you know, like I said it kind of towed the line between a bunch of different beers, which is, is challenging if you're entering in a competition in BJCP. Where do you put a beer like this? Because I think it's a really enjoyable beer, but it doesn't really fit it as an American because it's missing the hops. It's a little bit roasty. Definitely doesn't fit in the English because um, you know you don't have you know it's 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 too bitter probably first of all too dry. And not enough English character, and definitely too roasty. And then porter, it's a little, a little not, not punchy enough for in the roastiness. So, um, wondering where to put it. Uh, maybe it's kind of a, a weird sort of specialty thing or a mixed style, um, which would be an interesting thing to do. Um, but I, I did really enjoy the beer. I just thought for judging, it was kind of rough. Uh, so I gave it a 28 overall. I think stylistic accuracy, I gave you pretty much a low score, a, a 2 out of 5, and then merit and uh, intangibles, both were 4s. Um, so I thought overall I enjoyed the beer. Uh, for coffee, not so good. Maybe you know you threw some Folgers Instant Crystals in it or something, but you didn't, which is great. Um, but <laughs> uh, I thought, you know, like I said, I thought it was a, a good beer, just more, uh, you know, maybe some polishing to make it fit a style or decide to just go some other direction and just make your own style with it, which is, is totally fine. And for a wedding or something like that, that would be great. Yeah. And there's plenty of brewers that say, you know, forget you snobby conceited judges. I'm not going to brew to make you happy. I'm going to brew what I like. Right. And obviously, well, I mean, since the last time we've talked to you, your wife is still married to you, right? And she likes right. your beers, right? Um, or is she a wine girl? Sure. Okay. No, she's a 
She's a supportive girl. Okay. <laughs> That's go. good. That's all you can ask for, buddy. No, but yeah, you're brewing some interesting stuff and you're experimenting a lot and I can tell you're having fun with it. So I think that's cool. Yeah, like my like anytime I brew, my main thing is I want to be able to finish one and want another one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah all I, my beers tend to be kind of dry, and if that's I what did you like, up yeah. the roast to kind of balance the sweetness. That's what I was kind of going for while I was building the recipe. I mean, I could see it where it might be. I agree, it might be nicer with a little more sweetness. Where did I think it finish? I should. Did it finish really low on the fi final gravity? Um, it finished at <laughs> at ten. <laughs> it that's not me crying, by the way. Uh -huh. <laughs> We've made people cry before. Um, it it finished at ten fourteen. Okay, that's not bad. That's not. I mean, that's yeah, pretty. I mean, that's. Where, where yeah, I, that... the, I think the roastiness really gives it perceived right. rightness. Yeah, yeah where'd yeah. that coffee th thing come from? It's all malt. It was insane. Like when I first tried it, I was getting ready to. I was going to add some of a modern times. They have their barrel aged coffee. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah, so I was going to add some of that, but then when I tasted it, I was like, "There's already plenty of coffee in it." Like, because I never wanted it to just be a big coffee bomb. When I got it, I was like, there's enough coffee. I didn't want two coffees to kind of, you know, conflict with each other. So I just yeah. kind of left it out, and I enjoyed where it was at. So okay, I left it there, and it all came from I used uh, biscuit malt, brown malt, and um, pale chocolate. Okay. I like that pale chocolate, yeah. I love pale chocolate. It's nice. Yeah, man. I really, really like pale chocolate. It's my and favorite. And then base malt is all the four malted Maris Otter. Yeah, so it just landed where you want it. And yeah, that Maris Otter will give you a nice complexity of malt, too. Like, the base just supports all the stuff that's there and, and makes it shine. That's great. Yeah, It's a really enjoyable beer. I could drink a lot of this with you on a, on a Thursday night. Yeah, so you know, when, yeah. when <laughs> I first brewed this batch, I was getting ready to bottle some of that to send to you, then I was bottling some to just sent to other friends <laughs> and I didn't realize I went through five gallons really, really quick. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was no, it's bottling cool. your guys' like I was gonna bottle just three brand new batches for you guys, but I had to pull a few new a few bottles that I'd bottled the other day because I just I went to bottle off the keg and it just started blowing CO two. I was like, Oh uh, shoot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're heading down the coast here to see what you got next here. We'll be we'll be right down. <laughs> no but um um bottling wise how are you um how are you bottling it's picnic tap with um okay the bottle filler and then i yeah. take the little spring piece off the bottle filler you know okay and you purge and all that yeah yeah and i purge and everything and i guess hmm. i mean i was doing it i know a few of the bottles i was doing it in a real rush and I wonder if I didn't get a few of the bottles clean enough, or maybe I set the bottling wand down and it picked something up. Because this bottle I'm tasting, it's very rare that I get infection. And this bottle I'm tasting is definitely not what it was like off the cake. So, oh. so yeah. something happened. And yeah, I mean, because that first bottle that the guys tasted, and there's a little bit left, and I tasted it, it doesn't taste like the other two bottles we just opened right now. It was probably the best bottle we had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so good. I'm glad that one got serious, there. <laughs> getting some variation. Right. Yeah. 
So work on that. But uh, yeah, the beers you're making are fun. You have you have kegs and your are you, are yeah. you bottled? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I have, Good. I've and like so the beers I took to the wedding, I had five beers just off the off a kegerator and stuff. So they're all kegs. Yeah. And, what I do when I'm bottling with a bottling wand is I'll just keep a pitcher full of star sand there and just in between bottling, I'll just set it down in there and then it's, you know, yeah. fine. I think I think that's what I should do. I was like balancing it on like a cardboard box and maybe yeah. it touched something. And... <laughs> maybe. That voice sounds like you, you know it touched something, but you yeah, don't want to admit I mean, it. I mean, like most times you're <laughs> bottling something, it's for a competition or something that's coming up pretty shortly and you don't have to worry too much about it even so these beers aren't that far off but yeah i mean maybe it's been a little bit longer but um yeah you you want to watch it but at the same time like if you're just doing it for competitions in a couple weeks you're mostly okay and and i think you know we talked last time i was here about you know all the rules you can break in competitions and i i try to do that as much as possible and just try to yeah, just make it as easy as possible for myself. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna let them sit around for a while and send your friends for six months, then that's a different story and and all that sort of stuff. But it's a it's a month and you know or a couple of weeks before the competition happens, and they usually keep it cold. Uh, the beers are usually gonna be pretty good. But um, Keith is kind of a rule breaker, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. I'd, this bottle had been sitting around for a while. Leg breaker. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Matt, do you have any questions for the guys? Um. As far as sweetness goes, would you just up, up the mash temp, or would you do more specialty malts? And that's a great question. I think that's the one thing we wanted to talk about. We we failed to talk about, and uh, I think you know you have other either option there. I think uh, you know I think a little more to be more a little more consistent batch to batch. You probably want to up the malt. Probably the easier way to do it, add a little more crystal or something like that into it uh, would probably be the best way to do it. Um, you could try to up the mash temp, but you never know. You know, you're going to hit the mash temp; it's going to drop or whatever. And that's you can do it. But I, I would probably up the up the crystal a little bit. It'd be the easiest way to get get that that result that you yeah, want. Yeah, that would that would mean I'd have to buy crystal malt. I don't. I don't think I'm <laughs> you're like use avoiding that. it. Like no, no crystal malt in the house. Like you should put a yeah. sign outside. Like no crystal. Yeah, I don't think I've used crystal malt in like two years or something like that. <laughs> well, with that base malt, you can make a nice English brown too. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you were kind of towing the. I thought you were towing the line there already. Anyway, like it was a little bit Englishy. Well, in so when ways, I originally, so. because I used London ale yeast too, yeah. and so I used. Um, I was kind of going for a North England East brown. Is that what it is? North England. Now it's just English brown ale. Yeah, yeah. there used to be. Oh, Northern, Northern English and yeah, yeah. Northern and English Southern. And, yeah, yeah, so. Um, I didn't really know what I was going for. I just knew I wanted some chocolate, some roast, and some biscuit flavor. And yeah. the roast was high, but I liked where um, where that gave it balance. It doesn't have much of that. Any, it doesn't really have any of that kind of nuttiness that you get in, in Northern English brown ale or English brown ale. But you know, it's it's nice for what it is. It's fun. What would you add to get some more? nuttiness in it nuts so like biscuit malt nuts. or uh, victory victory malt yeah. yeah yeah i thought jp was saying that you guys don't make dick jokes that wasn't a dick joke that was a malt joke <laughs> it's a ball sack joke yeah it's a different it's very story. different very different go nad joke. Gotcha. <laughs> thanks you got to call us out man <laughs> so sorry what were you saying for the nuttiness <laughs> biscuit or victory or yeah. balls 
So I think so. Probably up the biscuit and drop the brown or the pale chocolate. Which one would give more I, roastiness? I would drop the brown. I mean, there's a lot of brown malt character in it already. You kind of taste brown malt in it, um, and even the pale chocolate. Like drop those a little bit and get a little more. Get a little more of the the biscuit. And, okay. So yeah, biscuit, up biscuit of victory. And drop drop the, the brown completely because I think there's only <sighs> half a pound. Let me look at the recipe. Brown, brown malt's a pretty, pretty strange character malt that it, it is pretty detectable when it's put into a, into a beer. I found at least I, I use it in some beers and I like it in a brown porter. It's pretty awesome and that that's another style that's now not doesn't exist anymore. But um, it was kind of essential for a brown porter. But when you're making a brown ale, uh, I'd probably drop the brown malt. Yeah. So like my malt bill on a five gallon batch, I have seven pounds Marisotter. Um, three quarters of a pound pale chocolate, three quarters of a pound brown malt, and half a pound of biscuit. Three quarter pound, yeah. yeah. Isn't it ironic to make a brown ale? You have to drop the brown malt. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, I mean, even the even the pale chocolate probably is a little heavy. I don't know. I mean, even when you're making a brown, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's. I feel like there's a lot of choices, a lot of places you yeah. can go that give this uh, similar characteristics and you you have you can't be heavy-handed with it not that you were here but you have to make a, a one or two choices you can't have multiple because you're going to get a lot of the samey stuff is that yeah. is and, that about right and you have no crystals so that kind of takes away from that that sweetness we're looking for you know and yep. that's the first obvious answer and everyone every ingredient i'm sorry every form you read on the internet like you have too much crystal in your, you know, your your grain bill that they're going to say, but you have no crystal in your grain bill at this point in time. So a little <laughs> yeah. bit probably wouldn't hurt. Yeah, just yeah, just pop a little bit in there. It, you know, even in Northern English brown, it's it's drier, and you know the Southern English brown style is a little sweeter and a little lighter. But I think that you know a little sweetness playing off of the flavors that you have here would be nice. And you seem to agree with us. <laughs> just try it, yeah. or just Break. make it a lower gravity and do it as a mild is the other option as there well. It's a great, it's a great mild. If it were, you know, if it didn't have a little higher gravity, it'd be a great mild. Even so, mm. I'd still lighten up the chocolate. Yeah, I think it's a good point. All right, yeah, maybe I'll try that next batch. All right, thanks, cool. you guys. All right, All right thanks, right, Matt. Man. You got your hands full, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right, thanks, man. Thanks for sharing Bye. your beer. Good beer. I liked it. Yeah, it's enjoyable for what it was. You know, it's just. The joy of homebrewing is you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That is very true. See, I'm not going to do that one because that is uh, inappropriate. You talk to um, yourself. I am talking to myself, but what I want is my phone to talk to me whenever I have, uh, whenever I'm near a place where I can get my AHA discount. My phone already does that. And the, really? I have the Brew Guru. You must have the Brew Guru. That's right. It's the free Brew Guru app from the American Homebrewers Association built for homebrewers and beer lovers. Beer Guru delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. The American Homebrewers Association designed this powerful mobile app to help homebrewers and craft beer lovers explore the wide world of beer that we all live in and share. With Brew Guru, you can effortlessly find deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies, level up your brew IQ with hand-picked articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from the AHA and Zymergy Magazine, and use the powerful brewery locator to find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs. Get the app today and follow the path to beery enlightenment. It's free. It's free. 
Don't worry about that. It's free. Yeah, you 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 hook it up with your uh, AHA membership number, and uh, you're good to go, dude. Even if you don't have an AHA membership, which you really should, because otherwise it's kind of douchey. Um, It'll still work for you, so you can still cruise around, and at least it will tell you where, you, when you're near uh, a place to go and get a beer. Uh, but Just you won't, won't be get getting that discount. All those discounts, yeah. Yeah. So pop grenades on there. I saw it. That's right. That's right. All right, we're gonna take a break, and then we'll be right back drinking some Hellas. It's Doctor Homebrew. Stay with us. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the Twenty First Amendment Brewery, located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now, back to the examination.
All right, we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Before we get to Ernie's beer, I have things to tell you guys about. I don't know if you knew this or not. I don't know if you knew this about me, but I like spreading information. Yes, things about which to tell us. Uh, the fine folks at Craft Brew want to remind you about their awesomely compact conical fermenter called the Catalyst. Brian is currently fermenting in one, and he loves it for sure. It's made from plastic that is over 90% more scratch-resistant than other plastic conicals and 71% less oxygen-permeable. It has a low-profile stand, which allows it to fit snugly in your fridge or right on the countertop if you're brewing a saison or whatever. Uh, cleaning is a breeze because the entire lid snaps off, so you can be sure to get all those crusties off the sides. Perhaps the best part is the giant three-inch butterfly valve at the bottom, allowing you to attach any size mason jar at the end, uh, at the bottom, excuse me, for yeast collection during fermentation. Check it out. Learn more at craftabrew.com. And uh, on the menu, click on the word catalyst. It's a cool thing. I really like it. And uh, the, the guys at uh, Craft Brew are, are, are good folks to sponsor this show. So yeah, we definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, whoa! Ernie just—Ernie's pissed right now. Ernie just threw glasses everywhere. There you go. What happened? Stuff. What are you doing? I was trying to rinse my glasses. Oh, nope. careful that shard, man. That's a giant. That is nasty. We're That's like nasty, dude. A three-inch glass shard sticking up out of an old pint glass. That's yeah. <laughs> I'll take an a inch of beer yeah, in the bottom of it it's still. it's not sticking up out of my arms. So that's good. <laughs> right. That, that looks right. like art over there. That's actually pretty, yeah. pretty freaking cool that you could actually do that with that glass. I'll take a picture of it, and I'll put it online here. So you opened uh, another bottle of your Hellas. I did. I Why did is that? Because this one is not smelling great to me, but I don't want to bias the judges. Nesto brought us hops, too. Apparently he has friends. Uh, yeah, we, nice. Can we can we plug him? I mean, he's not sure. paying for it. But. No, no, then he can't. No, if he's okay. not paying for it, he can't. This is this is pay to <laughs> plug pay. Away, plug away. Plug away. Play dude. to pay. Um, Alpine right. hop growers. Stop it! I was serious. People pay for this shit. This is actually things that people want to hear. Uh, Kevin, Keith. Wow, I'm tired. Whatever my name. Go is, for it, it dude. So the, a really quick story is my parents couldn't decide on my name. And the day I was born, my dad was like, oh, I'll, uh, we'll flip a coin. And he was on the phone with my mom. And he, my mom wanted my name to be Kevin. My dad wanted my name to be Keith. Okay. He lied on the coin toss. No and, way. And Whoa. said, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, it's Keith. And ever since then, every time I go to a dentist's office, a doctor's office, or a homebrew radio show, everyone always calls me Kevin. So that's why it's karma, you know. <laughs> call myself Karma Kevin. I had a teacher once. He's like, why didn't they call you Car Keith Kevin Cost? And I'm like, well, then my... Uh, initials would be KKK, that. so that's why I didn't do that. So I have, I have a different middle name, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. But uh, it's Ulysses. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, really? So it's uh. Cuck. Is my uh, no? That's not it. But anyway, um, All right, let's talk about Hellas. It's it's rough. I mean, this is a rough. Um, I'm having a lot of problems with this beer. Uh, okay. For, as a Hellas, like I got a lot of fruit fruit on the nose. Some uh, red apples. Some pears. Uh, Get some maltiness. Uh, Things that aren't supposed to be there, I imagine. Yeah, okay. this is for Hellas. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at why, you know, why is it so fruity? Is this a fermentation thing? Is this a hop thing? Hmm. Um, as it warms, I get more of the, the sweet malt character. Um, uh, pretty much beautiful in color, but the head, there's like, you know, uh, the head was non-existent. Um, mm -hmm. Died pretty quickly. Um, otherwise, it was a really great looking beer, but the head was a little, you know, white head dropped out right away. Um, sweet malt, um, 
firm bitterness. The, the bitterness was a little high for the style, at least perceived wise. Um, then I got this ester sort of character as well. Could be hop derived, could be uh, yeast derived, but uh, and then just a, a touch of phenol is going there um, also. Um, the the balance was a little bit. I'd say probably a little bit too heavy on the hop side. I think with the, the Hellas, you want to really mm. have it really malt focused, and it was a little on the on the bitter side for that. Um, clean though, otherwise, um, once again, sweet malt, not not a ton of DMS, which was was nice. A lot of times in, in a lot of Hellas's, you find a lot of DMS, a lot of corn yeah. uh, character. I thought I really liked the malt character. It was sweet, but not not any off flavors there at all. Um, Medium light body, uh, carbonation that I had the other day uh, was, uh, you know, medium, perfect for style. Uh, overall, um, the I was just questioning sort of the fruit, the fruity flavors, that the pears, uh, the the apple sort of character uh, was a little bit not really matching what I was looking for, and then also wondering about the the bitterness, the harshness. Uh, maybe it's uh, also, water derived is one thing to look at, and was it you know uh, maybe the water was a little bit harder than you needed it to be, and it gave off of that a little you know a little harshness there. Um, otherwise, I thought it was it was pretty good, but just I thought the the, the esters uh, that I was perceiving, I was giving it a twenty seven overall. Okay, awesome. When you were saying the the, the bit about the uh, too much hop. Ernie, you were nodding your head in agreement. You totally get that. Uh, I, I did. Okay. And, and, you know, that one of the pieces of feedback I was wondering, too. I, I started this as a base Hellas style, but it, it is too hoppy. Okay. I was just wondering, you know, if it would have fit better someplace else. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, German Pilsner would be obviously the, the first answer to that question. They're both, they're, you know, they're the same sort of family of styles, and they, you know... Hmm. They're they're both pills malt sort of based. Um, is it bitter enough to be a German Pilsner? Eh, I mean, there's got to be a, there's a cut over there at some point. Other option would be sort of an export sort of beer, too. Um, this is the way to look at it. I think maybe it, it does probably fall more in that middle range than not actually being in, in a full full Pilsner blown thing. Um, I'm not sure about the the aroma if that is hop derived or, or yeast derived where that that's coming from. Um, but I mean, that's, that's probably one of the bigger questions, uh, that I would have, like how that fits in, um, hop choice is a big, you know, a big question as a Pilsner, you get something that's going to give you a lot of fruitiness. That's not really, you know, the spiciness or earthiness of a traditional German Pilsner. You're still going to get dinged really hard in a competition when you don't really have that, that sort of character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you more about the recipe after, after Brian talks. All right, Brian, let's do this. I love this beer. I thought it was a perfect tell us. I gave it a 49. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Perfect. Um, Concise oh, Brian wait, over no, here. No, wrong sheet. Um, <laughs> so I got, a, I got a little more of the corn, corn-like than Keith did. I got a medium-low DMS and Pills malt character right up front. And it's slightly bready, but not as, you know, just cleanly fresh and bready smelling as you want a, a nice house to be. And I've spent a little time in Munich. Um, it does have that, that low cooked corn note just lingers in the, in the, you know, in the aroma. It just stays in there to me. I didn't get any obvious esters. Like, 
apple pear, that kind of thing, like fruity esters from fermentation. It seemed like it was lagered well to me and cleanly fermented. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no diacetyl acetaldehyde, but um, so maybe just a tiny touch stale. But um, yeah, to me, there there is maybe a little weird hop thing in there, and I didn't maybe call it a hop thing, but it's it's it, it has got a little. A little spiciness to it and a little fruitiness in a hop way, kind of, you could say. Does that make sense? Um, Appearance-wise, it's, yeah. it's beautifully yeah. clear. That was a redundant question, JP. You don't no. need to answer it. Uh, well, I don't, you know what? Tell you what. Don't ask them, and I won't answer them. Is this beer beautifully clear? Yes, it is. There, I answered it this time. Okay, sorry. All right. And it's a bright, pale gold color. Are you um, sitting on the, the glass that Ernesto broke? <laughs> yeah. Ernie broke? Because you got something up your ass right now. I do. All right. Continue, please, Brian. Uh, it had a medium white head. It was nice and creamy at first, and it faded after a short time. Um, but still, the appearance was what you expect for a Hellas. Uh the head should stick around a little longer, but, uh, you know. Yeah, it did kind uh, of drop out. Forgave it. Yeah. But, um, in the flavor, I get, like, corn and bread. Uh, hey, cornbread. Cornbread. It's my favorite kind of corn. It's cornbread beer. Um, th- these are the main components I'm getting up front, but, you know, the bitterness is kind of medium-low and, uh, and in balance with what, what else is there. But the hop flavor is fairly substantial, and it's a... It's a combination of like a spicy, fruity thing. It's yeah, spicy, maybe citrusy. Um, so it's and it's lightly sweet in the finish. It's got a malty aftertaste, um, but it feels and seems a little dry on the palate. And I wondered too what you did with your water. Um, you know, if, is it uh, really high sulfate water? Is it you know it's almost playing almost water wise versus hops like. English pale kind of things going on, but not, not, I mean, not, it doesn't taste like an English pale ale in any sense of the word, but it's, um, there's something playing a little weird there. Um, there's, yeah, just, um, it does, it does dry out a, a lot, and I wouldn't mind a little more impression of sweetness. I think maybe it could be the hop getting in the way of that. Could be a lot of things, could be the hops playing off the water, but something's getting in the way of that nice, fresh, bready, sweetness from the pills malt that you want and you want to keep and uh and cherish so um <laughs> hold on to it yes body wise it's kind of medium bodied and and persistent it's maybe medium high it's kind of a little a little bigger than i want it to be um it just feels a little big carbonation um it's medium uh it's not warming and it's just not not quite as as thirst quenching as I'd hoped. It's it's a bit full feeling. Um, at the same time, it's smooth. It's 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 a you know pleasant drinking beer. It's just not very crisp like you would want for well the, crisp a little bready edge for a Hellas and like if you were gonna call it a pills like crisp with the the right kind of hop for that it doesn't work either way. So I kind of agree with that export comment. It's it's just a little a little full bodied and firm feeling, kind of like a a bigger export beer. Um, it's a pretty decent Hellas. It's not horrible. These are mostly balance issues. There's just something going on with either the water or the hops or both 
and you might want to pull that back overall the mineraliness and the hops that are in there mm-hmm. um, use some you know I don't know what, what water you're using but blend in some RO or something with it to kind of smooth out that water and bring back some of the sulfates and some of the other things that are going on in there um, also the DMS is just a bit more than I'd really like it's pretty prominent um, you can boil it longer just lager it more carefully and, and, and serve it really fresh too for that super smooth um, thirst quenching beer that I want here. Um, a lot of these are fine points. I, I gave it a little higher score. I gave it a 34 actually. That's where I landed. But you know, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it's not quite the hellas that I want. So um, okay. thanks for bringing it though, Nesto. Yeah, sure. We have two thanks bottles. We have two bottles here and they're they're vastly different. And I just gave Brian the other glass. Yeah, one's about ten degrees warmer. <laughs> no, 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 I mean they're they're on the nose. They're just like entirely different beers, and one has a. Yeah, the second one's a little more delicate and smoother. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder when you know, if I thought that was just temperature, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. The second one came straight out of my fridge today, so good storage yeah no they've Practices, they've been in, they've yeah. been in my fridge the whole time so um yeah some some terrible things happened to this beer um Uh-oh. over time uh oh uh it was it was an original hellas recipe and then i happened to have my buddy give me some of the styrian eureka hops and i said oh these smell beautiful this would be a great base to throw them in and mm-hmm. so you know i i took what Started as a as just a nice plain Hellas recipe, and that I was just going to use uh, Halatau Mitifera on, and uh, and threw oh. this into. What a beer it would have been! <laughs> the beer that could have been. Um, Every homebrewer's you know the uh, the 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 very nice man who taught me how to brew mm-hmm. stole my eye dip for the summer, so I didn't have my eye dip. Really, I could not check my water. Who and is so, this nice man? Uh, he's watching us let's on the be, live feed. Let's beat him up. Mr. Chris Afoli, he oh, knows geez. who he is. Um, and so um, I just went with my last test. And so okay. I have a feeling that, you know, water gets harder and yuckier during the summertime. Yeah. And I have yeah. a feeling that maybe I just, you know, overcorrected for, for stuff that I wasn't able to figure out. Okay, and that, that's what the, the mineral stuff you were so you get that you guys mineral talking about. Oh, oh, yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, I totally. do. And, you know, I, I there's gypsum and calcium chloride that I added. So yeah, it just tastes I like probably over, just added too much. over-treated water. Yeah, um, I mean, I think there's lots of ways to get around that. I mean, and not even adding any of that to your sparge water is a an easy correction to that. I mean, there's there's calculations how much you want your calcium to be, your mash to be happy. But for a Hellas style, I would really look at not even adding that to your, your sparge water at all. No matter what what time of year it is, but I, I totally understand the the variance and in, in time of year. But a, a Hellas, you're gonna always be happier with a little bit softer no, water. And, and good feedback. Um, these guys know I I have a system. I don't sparge actually. So oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I have, well, fair I enough. Have a, I have a Braumeister, so I don't sparge. I didn't add anything to sparge water. But what that means is I added everything I thought that I needed for my 30 liters of water. Um, all at once. Well, it's, the same, so, it's the same thing. Whatever yeah, the, the, yeah. your final probably, water that you put into the yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, at the very mm-hmm. end. Yeah, the other water you put into your kettle that hasn't been sparged through, you don't need to treat that water necessarily. Right. Is what, yeah, what I'm right. saying. And then, and then the uh, the worst thing that happened, you know, I went I went through just a nice lager ferment um, 
almost, you know, the tasty lager profile type of thing. Yeah, it mm-hmm. seems like you did a good job there, I thought. Well, right after, yeah, right after the diacetyl rest, I thought everything was beautiful. I dropped my fridge down to lager temperature and just left it. And I came out one weekend, and I don't know how many days the compressor on the fridge had failed. And so uh-huh. my fridge was at 90 degrees Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. um, after it. And so, you know, I didn't taste anything terrible that happened yeah. at that point. Um, and, you know, I, I It could have been a day. It could have been. It, it could have been a day. It could have been up to yeah. four three, days, three I think. Four, yeah. Yeah, is, is could, that, could that be maybe like the, the, the kind of red apple thing, Keith, that you were talking about? Is that Could that be related to that at all? It seems a little bit weird to have that happen. You said this was that lagering portion of, of, of its lifespan? Yeah, like, near the yeah. front end of the lagering. And then you went back and lagered it the rest yeah, of the way. Yeah, but, yeah. But, that, but that method right. you use is that warm lagering, right? Uh, no, no. At that point, I had I had done. You know, I pitched at, and I'm sorry, I pitched at seven degrees Celsius. So whatever that is, fifty. Fucking math, dude. Um, Weren't we just talking about math, Brian, and how everyone? <laughs> we were, you were going to ask Siri what that is. Right? <laughs> that's right. metric. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. I'm, all, we're all, um, I'm all Fahrenheit. I pitched so. at seven degrees Celsius. I let it go up to ten, and so it it fermented at ten until I was. Why? Why six don't you points use Fahrenheit, bro? Was, it's six, because my brew system is in Celsius. Oh, so that's it's, right. It's just well, easier. That's um, right. Seven so, Celsius is forty-four Fahrenheit. It's good, yeah. Okay, forty-four, and so ten must be fifty then. Yeah. Um, and so I I let it get to about six six points above terminal at that temp, and then I I raised it, and then I raised it for a diacetyl rest. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. No diacetyl so. at all. That's not. That's definitely not yeah. an issue with the beer. So that's not. Yeah. And so I, I wonder, some of the fruit character you get, I think, is the hops. I mean, this hmm. I, I did a pale ale with this hops, too, and I got a lot of, um, not green apple, but more of the red apple um, and uh, and melon and, oh, and well, there you go. strawberry flavors. I yeah. drink a hell, hell of a lot more of this second sample than the first one. It tastes very different to me. And Are you sure it's it, not it a temperature like, thing? Because like no, dude, it's it's yeah? totally, okay. it's totally it's, out, something out. happened to that. It doesn't bottle. have as much of the DMS. Yeah. It doesn't okay. have that weird oxidized thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can you get DMS with a bottle infection too? I don't think it would come from a bottle infection. It's just like the. Uh, no, I don't think you would. I don't know. It, it might just be more oxidation or something on this, on this one. I don't know. Like a possible. Uh, you know, I just use in. a I just use a Blickman beer gun for. For filling afterwards, you know, sometimes another advertisement for another. <laughs> no, he's a sponsor. He's fine. I did. I said that the other day, but uh, right now I'm not. So I almost get that in the, the the first sample. It's like oh, in the yeah, first like, sample. That's why I poured the second sample. I got a yeah. I got a heavy phenolic yeah. aroma myself. It's got a phenolic aroma. Yeah, aroma to it. You know, sometimes uh, um, you know in- ingredients and combinations of ingredients can kick off certain flavors that may be a contaminant issue, may not. Do you think we'll be running into that more and more? There's like, you know, the new hot breeds coming out and kind of a lot of new malts and, and, and the way those interplay with each other. Do you guys see where I'm going with that? Is there is there some sort of like uh, ingredient uh, working through that we still have to figure out as, as, as homebrewers and how these actually interplay with each other and, and as to what flavors they kick off? I don't know where you're going with this, Matt. This is I finished. I didn't go anywhere. I, I mean, just... there are certain flavors that are off flavors that maybe yeah. hops sort of t- 
taste kind of like that as well. Is that acid aldehyde or is that a new hop variety? You know, and that there's right. there's a chance there are certain things that are like that, you know. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess it's possible. Um, well, I, I guess, for example, like the red apple thing, maybe it was the hops. Maybe, but and, but yeah. that can also be a fermentation thing, can it? Esther, right? Yeah, so right. that's kind of what I'm I'm getting. No, at no, you're totally right. Yeah. yeah, and there there are certain things that kind of play off. Like, yeah, is that actually you know you you know you can kind of reproduce something via hops that could actually be a fermentation thing, you know? And I heard there's also like caramel sort of flavored hops now, and it's like, well, is that really like you know, blueberry or, yeah, yeah. or chocolate? You know, wow. uh, you know, like, is that malt or is that actually the hops or is that you know, you know, what, what are you looking at there? Yeah, right. and some okay. of them are so citrusy with the ester. It's like playing against the esters that's already in an IPA okay. or something or whatever. Yeah. Now we never did the beer with the hop floater in it yet, did we? Um, yeah. No, you we eat, talked about that. <laughs> you each had a cone, didn't you? You were supposed to drop it I into the beer. I crushed my cone. I crushed oh, my so cone and, and smelled go. it. Yeah. Well, uh, Ernie, do you have anything else for these guys? Because I got I got to take us to break, and then we got to stop Great the show. Time. So that, those are my questions. Thanks a lot for okay. the feedback, guys. Cool. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, take a break, and we'll be right back with Doctor Homebrew. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs, and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today. Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. Admitted. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button, improve repeatability, and refine your recipes 
Series with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of home brewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of home brewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, here we are winding down another fantastic episode of Dr. Homebrew. I want you guys to know that. I think it's fantastic. Winding up. Uh, if you like all the judging talk here and you guys want to uh, be uh, get a first-hand look on judging and you live in the Sacramento area, on October 8th at YOLO Brewing Company, the Gold Country Brewers Homebrew Club will be holding the Celebration. It is, the, it is uh, not only AHA and BJCP sanctioned, but it's the first official comp to be Brewing Network sanctioned, if that means anything to you. Uh, so if you guys want to be a part of the community and be a part of the, uh, the Gold Country Brewers uh, awesome uh, comp of their Celebration, email BOD, B-O-D at goldcountrybrewers.org. Uh, by the time you hear this, you're only going to have two days, because the thing on the 8th so uh, 8th of october um so uh email the guy we they you know they're probably always going to need judges and probably always going to need stewards uh but even if they're full up man just email them if you want to go and, and check it out see what judging is all about we need more judges out there we need more people who who want to drink beer and and talk about it and dissect it and and all that kind of stuff so uh the gold country brewers if you are up in that area they're a great place to start uh bod at goldcountrybrewers.org so could we possibly hold a, a- competition that was solely um brewing network totally certified. actually i uh i mean what do you mean bring like uh, like not bjcp aha at all uh-huh. like, not using the style guidelines at all like the, yeah. only, the only rule would be that you'd have to make dick jokes on your score sheets if you're a judge in that competition totally yeah totally well there is talk about doing a a, a bn a bn competition so we could throw in fun rules like that Think about it. <laughs> Think about it, won't you? Uh, okay, so uh, we, what we didn't do at the break, what we always do, is, is talk about who won, who won the things. So today we have a $40 gift certificate to give away to Grog Tag. Find folks at grogtag.com. It's the at least your beer will look good. $40 gift certificate. Check it out, grogtag.com. They got a lot of cool stuff. Custom uh, coasters and tap handles, and they're actually working on making custom T-shirts now. So they're, uh, they really got the custom thing dialed in, man. Uh, what do you guys think? Are you, you doing the maths? Making me do math. That's okay. Um, each of these beers scored a 30.5 average, so it's the same. They both win. Oh, shit. They can't both win, well, though. Didn't Matt win last time around? So Yeah, Matt already got so some. Ernie won. So Ernie won. Let's give it to Ernie. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. won again, Ernie. Look at that. All right. Congratulations, my friend. Congratulations. And we don't like Orange County very much either, anyway, right? Fuck the OC, bro! Oh, man. In the Cocoa County. Southern California is another state. It really is, man. It really is. We won two states. It is, it is weird down there. It, it, gets, it gets weird. Until you get down to San Diego, then it's cool again. Yeah, probably. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Like yeah. Past Oceanside, you're good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, don't, I haven't spent too much time down there in San Diego. Uh, what else is cool is the beer bug. Friends of the beer bug. Go to thebeerbug.com. Oh, yeah. Check it out. If you want to know uh, up to date, up to the minute uh, stats on your beer, where it is fermenting. Is it done yet? I don't know. I don't want to have to pull a sample and take a hydrometer reading and all that kind of shit. The beer bug, man. Hangs in your, uh, in your fermenter. Talks to your uh, smartphone via an app on wireless things or whatever. Uh, even if you're not in the, in, in the same house, you could be at work. Is you get bored at work easily. This is the best thing for you. You just sit there and watch your fermentation tick down. Yeah, stop getting on Facebook and start getting on the beer bug, man. Beer bug, the beerbug.com. Check it out. They're, they're, they're cool people, man. Uh, okay, we're finally done. Went a little overtime, but, uh, but that's all right. Do we get paid extra for overtime? We don't. I do, but you don't. Okay. <laughs> do I get paid for this at all? I, <laughs> Brian does, but you don't. We might buy your okay. BART ticket. <laughs> Maybe. I wouldn't go that far. Ernie, thanks, man, for coming in and bringing the beers. It's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, thanks Thank for breaking you. the glass. We'll send you the invoice for that. Yeah, hopefully somebody can make some <laughs> great piece of art out of that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, Keith, I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Anytime. And uh, for drinking the beers. And uh, yeah, thanks to all of you for listening. Um, yeah, I don't know. You want to be on the show? Send me an email, jp at thebringnetwork.com, and uh, I might get back to you. I just wrote back to a guy who wrote us in February. So Thanks to JP for hosting and being so expedient and getting back to people. I'm trying. Uh, I just don't care. I mean, I do care. Anyway, it's Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Stay tuned. Not stay tuned. I'm goodbye tired. For now. I'm sick. I'm still fucking. Good night. I'm fucked Go home up, and sleep. Man. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.